Welcome to Better Food Stories, a show that celebrates real food and the people and companies who make it. I'm Audrea Greenhoff, and in this interview series, I'm sitting down with the entrepreneurs behind some of today's newest and most innovative food brands out there to find out what it really takes to make it in this highly competitive space. Welcome back to Better Food Stories, the podcast that celebrates today's change makers in the food industry. I am your host, Audrea Greenhoff. What do you get when you task three food-loving grad students from Portland with coming up with an idea for a business? Well, you get a food company that's equal parts flavor and personality. Red Duck Foods is an artisan organic condiment company located in Portland, Oregon. Now a certified B Corp, Red Duck has 11 certified organic products, including four ketchups, three barbecue sauces, three taco sauces, and a cocktail sauce. On the podcast today, I'm chatting with Jessica Hilbert, one of the three amazing women who started this very unique brand. In my conversation, we talk about how Jessica and her co-founders have built a business that's all about making food more fun, how Jessica and her team raised $25,000 to get Red Duck Foods off the ground, and how Red Duck Foods is leveraging partnerships to scale their brand and gain new customers. As always, you could check out the show notes for this and every episode of Better Food Stories at audriagreenhoff.com slash podcast or by following me on Medium at Audrea Greenhoff. Now on to my conversation with Jessica Hilbert of Red Duck Foods. So Jessica Hilbert, welcome to the Better Food Stories podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I am so glad you could join us today. So I have been looking forward to this interview uh, for the opportunity to learn more about you and this company that you co-founded. There is a lot of ground I want to cover, but let's start with a quick intro for anyone who might not already be familiar with Red Duck Foods. Tell me uh, who you are and then what Red Duck Foods is all about. Awesome. Um, So Red Duck Foods is an artisan organic condiment company. We're based in Portland, Oregon, and um, we're focused on bringing unique and exciting twists to familiar favorites. Um, For us, that has been American style condiments, I will say. Um, We launched five years ago out of a class project um, with three flavors of ketchup. Since then, we have expanded our product line to include a fourth ketchup, uh, an organic cocktail sauce, a line of organic barbecue sauces, and our most recent launch of organic taco sauces. That's exciting. I was just perusing your website, and um, I love some of the language that you use. You describe your products as ketchup that actually tastes like tomatoes, barbecue sauce without any weird additives, and cocktail sauce as fresh as the seafood it accompanies. Tell me a bit about what ingredients are going into these products and how they're different from other everyday stuff that you might find in a typical American grocery store. Absolutely. So a big part of the reason why we started this company in the first place is that we were frustrated with condiment offerings and that they were often laced with junk and they didn't taste like the things that we thought they should be made of. Um, And so the base of 
let's see, 10 of 11 of our products um, are tomatoes. As you can see, most of our products are tomato-based. That 11th product is mustard-based. Um, but the tomatoes are a big reason why our products taste the way that they do. Um, we get our tomatoes from the Central Valley of California, and they actually go from field to puree in less than four hours. So there's a reason why we say our ketchups actually taste like tomatoes. It's because they're made from tomatoes. Um, and we're, we take a lot of pride in the fact that these condiments, these sauces, taste like these really simple ingredients that we're putting in there. Um, these are things that you could walk into a grocery store here in the U.S. and in theory buy there right off the shelf. Um, it's not something that's been manufactured in a lab. I love that. So you briefly um, just mentioned the origin or how the idea for this company started, which you mentioned a project. Tell me about that. Where did the idea uh, first come from for Red Duck Foods? Absolutely. I love telling this story. Um, so myself and my two business partners, Shannon Oliver and Karen Bonner, were all in a class together called New Venture Planning at the University of Oregon. Um, and as you might guess from the name of the class, the whole idea is to come up with an idea for a business. And we had no idea what we were going to do for this class project. So we went where all grad students go for divine inspiration, the local campus bar, and realized <laughs> that. that we were super frustrated with condiment offerings in that, A, they had really junky ingredients, and B, we felt like they were second-class citizens from a flavor department perspective. And so we really just felt like we could do better uh, with better ingredients and better flavors. Um, and that's really how the whole thing kicked off. We Googled how to make ketchup. Uh, we brought in some French fries for the final presentation and everyone really liked it. Um, and so we launched into six stores in Eugene, Oregon in May of 2013 as we were sort of graduating. Um, and the rest is history. I love that. Where did the name come from? So I mentioned we started the company at the University of Oregon, where the mascot is the duck, um, oh. and our ketchups are red because, again, they're made from tomatoes, so we're red duck. I love that. And I am obsessed with the logo, by the way, too. I was oh, looking through your Instagram, and I love, love, love the T-shirts the of the three of you wearing, um, you know, the T-shirts with the logo. So cute. Um, I want to talk about your brand identity because it's one thing that really caught my attention uh, when we first uh, connected via email. So like I mentioned, your logo, I love it. The photography on your social media and on your website is beautiful. Thank and you. I especially love, as myself being a writer, I love the language um, on your website. I think you guys have so much personality and flavor, you know, no, no pun intended there, <laughs> but there is a lot of flavor in the language that you're using. How did you land on this personality and how did you guys, did you guys come up with the, the language and the website yourself? Talk to me about that process. Absolutely. Um, so when we started this as the class project, um, we quickly realized that it was something that was bigger than the three of us. And it was different from the three of us. And we came to view our little company, or as it were, class project, as its own human being. So we definitely, and maybe not human being, but its own being. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that that particular being had life. And so we did spend a lot of time, and we continue to spend a lot of time, iterating on what that being 
is and does and if it has tattoos and what kind of concerts it goes to and what it likes to do on weekends. Um, and so we definitely really do pour a lot of energy and effort into creating something that is bigger than any one of us or any three of us or four of us or five of us. Um, but that is something relatable to people and approachable to people because that's what food should be, right? It should be something that people can relate to um, and that is approachable and fun. Totally. And I love that you kind of did the the brainstorming and think of your company as a being. I've heard, you know, in, in concepting and branding, a lot of times you're coming up with a persona for your target audience, but to come up with like an actual person persona for your business, I think is so clever too. And it really, you know, you could see it in, in all of what you're doing. Yeah, we've had to be really disciplined about it because I think as a small company, it's really easy to blend who you are um, into what your company is. Um, sure. But like I said before, it can't be that way. It's different. Totally. How do you think the the personality or persona that you've created for this brand, how does that complement the core message of what you want people to take away from you guys? And what is that core message that you're trying to communicate to your customers? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that there's a lot of really core messages that we try to communicate, but I think at the heart of everything that we do is fun, right? Food should be fun. We're not talking about curing cancer here. We're talking about, you know, cheeseburgers and tater tots um, in many ways. And so we want it to be lighthearted and fun and approachable and something that anyone can enjoy. Um, and so we really try and be that in, in the ingredients that we use for our products, in the way that we communicate about our products and our brand, um, but more than anything, and just in how people can use them in their everyday lives. This was born out of a class project, which I think is so cool. Tell me about when you first, what was the, the moment that you th- you kind of saw that this had legs, like that you were going to take it beyond the classroom. And what are some of the first things that you did to start getting this brand in front of people? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, There were definitely a couple of early proof points that in hindsight um, were proof points. At the time we thought, oh yeah, people were just saying that. But the very first presentation we did in October of 2012, so this is before we had even formed the company, um, people loved our prototypes for our ketchup. These are things that we made in our own home kitchens. Um, we endured ketchup splatter burns. Um, <laughs> literally blood, sweat, and tears went into these prototypes. And the question people were asking in our business class wasn't, is this a viable business opportunity? The question they were asking was, hey, are you guys going to stop out to launch this thing? Um, So that was early proof point number one. Um, We actually got to spend the rest of the year traveling around the country to various business plan competitions, which was wonderful because we got to test our idea throughout the country. Mm -hmm. So we traveled to Louisville, Kentucky, and to Austin, Texas. And we actually won some of our early seed capital at these business plan competitions. Um, And so those were two other proof points where we knew we were onto something. And it wasn't just us here in Oregon that saw value in organic flavored condiments. 
And I, I would say the last early proof point we had was in May of 2013 when we basically launched the company successfully with a Kickstarter campaign. We raised $25,000, over $25,000 on Kickstarter, and that was contributed by 604 people. Wow. That told us that 604 people thought we had a great idea and that they would actually pay money for it and that they did pay money for it. Um, and so that really sealed the deal for us that, hey, we're going to do this thing for sure. Totally. I love that. Where were people, um, you know, after the Kickstarter campaign and once you kind of took off, where were people finding you at the beginning of your journey versus to how are most of your customers finding you now? Well, in May of 2013, we were in about six stores in Eugene, Oregon, and we had our very small online shop. So the whole Kickstarter campaign fulfillment was like drinking from a fire hose for us because it was just a scale that honestly we weren't even used to. Plus, we had actually used the proceeds from that campaign to fund our first large-scale production run at a contract manufacturer. So there were a lot of things that we were trying to figure out all at one time. Um, now our products are in 5,000 stores. Uh, most of those stores are here in the United States, though we do export to Canada, Australia, and we actually just shipped a bunch of pallets off to South Korea as well. So, yeah. um, we're becoming an international brand. Um, and of course we still have our online shop on our website and Amazon as well, because it's 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a lot easier for people to get our products now. Yeah. You mentioned in um, your, one of your emails that partnerships has been a big um, sort of win for you guys. Specifically, you mentioned one that you did with a brewery in Portland um, and also with an ice creamery. Tell me a bit about those. How did those partnerships come about and why do you think that they have been more successful than doing something that like a store demo, like you mentioned? Absolutely. So for our product lines, which are condiments, for the most part, people aren't eating them on their own. They're right. eating them with something or on something. We love the people that do eat them on their own. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> we fully realize that um, that's not most people. And so partners are really necessary for us in order to best sell our products. It's hard to envision how you're going to use a ketchup in, in something if you're not tasting it with what you eat ketchup on normally. So in 2015, um, we, on National Ketchup Day, decided to do a big collaboration National Ketchup Day celebration here in Portland. And we partnered with a local brewery, Coalition Brewing, who actually made not one but two beers with our ketchups in them. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, cool. they made um, a, spi a spicy one with our spicy ketchup that was it had lime and sea salt. And it was really great on that hot June day. And then they also made a red ale with our curry ketchup that turned out surprisingly delicious. Um, but we thought, well, if we're going to do an event around this, why stop with just beer? Um, so we brought on our friends of Red Wagon Creamery, which was another Eugene-based ice creamery. And they made an ice cream with our spicy ketchup in it. And, of course, if you're going to celebrate ketchup, you got to have hot dogs. So we also partnered with uh, a local charcuterie maker here in Portland, Olympia Provisions, and they provided their foot-long frankfurters for the event. Cool. 
Yeah, it was one for the ketchup enthusiasts, that's for sure. <laughs> I love that they managed to to create a recipe to use it in the beer. I've tried, my husband's a huge craft beer guy, and um, we have tried quite a bit of different beer, but never one with ketchup. I would love to to kind of have see what that tastes like. Yeah, what was so unique about these beers in particular is that the beers were actually brewed with the ketchup in it. So mm-hmm. they they had it from start to finish, basically, as opposed to just adding it after it's fermented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really lent a really sort of nuanced flavor profile in that you definitely got a little bit of the tomatoes and you got that ripe fruit, but you also got all the intricacies of the spice blends in our products, which just kind of made for a really interesting sipping experience. Yeah. And Portland is such a big um, beer town where did you find people were open to trying it or were people kind of hesitant to be like, Hmm, a beer with ketchup in it. How was, what, what was the response like? Yeah, I think people were, well, Coalition is known for doing some sort of out there beers. They have a reputation for doing that. And so we were definitely deliberate in reaching out to them to say, hey, are you interested in trying this? Because when we first reached out, they admitted saying, that sounds crazy. Um, (laughs) But when they kind of thought about it, they said, well, this is kind of in our DNA too. So we may as well give it a shot. Um, but the response was really overwhelmingly positive. Um, they were different. Yes, but, um, they were really fun, unique pairings that we managed to pull together on that day. Very cool. What do you think is the most exciting and, or the most challenging thing about being in today's food landscape as a business? Um, that's a great question. I mean, I think it's, it's just the clutter that is out there in the marketplace in general. And that isn't necessarily particularized only to food. I mean, we're, we're inundated with so much information these days. Um, and so the, some of the battles that we kind of face are, are all of our products are certified organic, um, which by definition is non-GMO. And so there's a lot of education that we have to explain to some people about how non-GMO and, and USDA organic are different, um, but they, they go hand in hand in, in many ways. Um, and so I think that that's definitely a, a challenge that we face. And then another challenge that we face with our particular product lines, I think, is just you know really getting people to kind of think outside the lines when it comes to American-style condiments. Here in this country, um, the Heinz family popularized making ketchup with tomatoes back in the late 1800s, and they have done a fantastic job of creating an idea of what ketchup is in this country. Um, We felt like it was time to bring something new to the table, and so we definitely have a bit of a challenge in um, showing people that ketchup doesn't have to be Heinz. It can be different. Yeah, absolutely. I want to switch gears for a minute and talk about you and your entrepreneurial journey. Was starting a business always the plan for you? Um, For me personally, it was not always the plan, no. Um, I actually went back to grad school, specifically at the University of Oregon, to study sports business. The the goal for me was to go back to the University of Oregon, um, which is in the backyard of Nike, and to basically graduate and get a job at Nike. Um, But I ended up in this class with these amazing people, and it became more about being part of a team. Um, I had grown up being on lots of different sports teams, and um, I really bought into this particular team. And um, that is still true to this day. 
That's so much fun. So congratulations. I mean, it's, you guys are doing a great job, and I'm sure that this is absolutely just the beginning for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We're definitely very lucky to do what we do. Well, I really appreciate um, you taking the time to, to chat with me. I've had a lot of fun getting to know you and Red Duck Foods. Before we wrap up, I would love to do some fun, rapid-fire style questions. Are you up for that? Sure. Okay, cool. So number one, what is your favorite day of the week and why? Uh, um, Thursday, because I feel like Friday is super overrated. Like it comes <laughs> and then it goes and it's kind of always a letdown. So with Thursday, you always sort of have that expectation. Thursday. Okay, I like that. I like that. Number two, what is the last TV show or movie that you've watched? Uh, okay, so I have a five-year-old daughter, um, and she made me watch Once Upon a Christmas with Mickey Mouse, um, so we saw a little bit of that, and if we're talking TV shows, I recently got sucked into the Great British Baking Show. Oh, I have um, seen that. I like it. Yeah, so that's the TV show and movie answer. Oh, I love that. So cute. Okay, number three, if you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Uh, well, I suppose the, the proper answer is red duck ketchup, red duck barbecue <laughs> sauce, and red duck taco sauce. Um, but let's see. Um, ice cream for sure. Um, I'm a big fan of mac and cheese and tacos because tacos. <laughs> yes, I love, love tacos. What is your go-to ice cream choice? Um, chocolate peanut butter. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm a, a bit of a fan. <laughs> Love it. Okay, number four. What is one thing most people would never guess about you? Um. Well, um, when I was fourteen, I actually ended up on stage at a Britney Spears concert. Um, no way. And I, I yeah. <laughs> Um, that's probably not something people would guess. I participated in a mid concert competition and, um, sang on stage in front of 25,000 people at one of her concerts. And I guess it was like 2001. <laughs> that is pretty cool in her prime as well. That's pretty it cool. Was, yes. It was her. Oops. I did it again tour. Ooh. Um, so it was a big one. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. That's a pretty good story though. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> Well, Jess, before we sign off, where can people find more about you and Red Duck Foods? Well, of course, the internet is the source for all answers on that front. So they can visit our website at redduckfoods.com. Um, and then beyond that, we're on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Pinterest. Um, and so we just encourage people to get to know us through all of those avenues. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you want to check out more interviews in the Better Food Stories series, you can follow me at Audrea Greenhoff on Medium or visit AudreaGreenhoff.com. I'm also Audrea Greenhoff on Twitter and Instagram.